That's right. It's the Locked On Cardinals podcast. I'm your host, Bo Brock. My co-host, Alex Clancy, off today. Need a little time for that win, that shocking victory of the Arizona Cardinals on the road at the Green Bay Packers, historic Lambeau Field. He needs it to marinate a little bit. Clancy probably in a dark room, in the fetal position, questioning everything that he felt he knew to be true in this world after the Cardinals just shocked everybody with a victory on the road against the Packers. Cardinals improved the 3-9. and nine. We're going to get into it. it. Does it change anything as far as Steve Wilkes and Steve Kime, as far as their status with this franchise going forward? Uh, I got a couple of my thoughts on that. Um, it is the Locked On Cardinals podcast, part of your Locked On podcast network, your team every day. We're following the team. We're there at the press conferences. We're there at the practices. We're, at, we're there at the game in the press box. We're in the locker room post game, and we're getting you all the up-to-date information as far as the Cardinals are concerned. Christian Kirk, your rookie wide receiver, second-round pick at a Texas A&M, done for the season, foot injury, starting right guard, Mikey Potty, done for the year. Knee injury, Mike Upati probably done as, as far as his run with the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, it ends prematurely. Mike Upati done for the season with a knee injury. We'll get into what the ramifications of those injuries are. But I, I really want to look at this win that the Cardinals had on Sunday against the Packers. And it really was what Steve Wilkes described, what he wanted to create when he was hired as the Arizona Cardinals head coach back in January. He wanted to really be a defensive-minded team, and their offensive strategy, their offensive scheme, was going to be based around the run game, a ball-controlling run game that uh, had just a stout defense to uh, really just set up and set the tone for the Arizona Cardinals. And that was on display. Um, the defense shined on Sunday. You can look at the numbers and you can, there's several things you can point to that showed that the defense shined. The Green Bay Packers were forced to punt a season high seven times. Cardinals defense forced Aaron Rodgers into one of his worst home performances of his career, at least top five. He averaged just 4.66 yards per pass attempt, which was his fifth lowest single game total of his career at Lambeau Field. The Cardinals defense forced Rodgers into a passer rating of 79.8, which is 30 points below his career average at Lambeau Field. Prior to Sunday, the last time a Rodgers-led Packers team scored 17 points or fewer in a loss at Lambeau Field was over two years ago, on October 16, 2016, against the Dallas Cowboys. The Arizona Cardinals, they did exactly what we thought they weren't going to do. Alex and I talked about it on the podcast leading up to the contest that Aaron Jones was going to ha- just feast on this Cardinals rush defense And that was the exact opposite. Jones, who entered the game leading the NFL with over six yards per carry in 2018, um, he was held to just 3.3 yards per carry. They bottled him up. And the Cardinals' rush offense was on full display. David Johnson, Chase Edmonds, and even Josh Rosen, they had big runs in these games. Chase Edmonds had two touchdowns. And the Cardinals had over 185 yards of rushing offense, and that was huge. So despite Steve Wilkes, in week 13, 12 games in the season for the Cardinals, following through on his premonition and what he wanted to set up as the Arizona Cardinals under Steve Wilkes, you know, a stout defense, 
in an offense that ran through the running game. Nothing has changed as far as I'm concerned about the status of Steve Wilkes as a one-and-done head coach. The 20-17 win at Lambeau Field, when you look into the different variables that, that are presented, it was an ugly win against a team that had, had given up on their coach. Mike McCarthy fired immediately after the game. And his voice had become very stale in that locker room leading up to this game. They had suffered tough loss after tough loss, and Aaron Rodgers just didn't look very Aaron Rodgers-like. You have to factor that in. This was this was a team that was trending in the wrong direction. As bad as the Cardinals have been, it's, it's, the Cardinals lost to the consensus worst team in the NFL, to the Oakland Raiders at home. The week previous. And and the Packers were 4-6-1, a team that was 4-0-1 at home. And, yeah, struggled on the road at 0-6. A lot of people felt that this was going to be a get-right for the Packers. That that was not true. And, you know, a, a tip of the cap to Steve Wilkes and his coaching staff for for getting this, putting this team in a position to win. We hadn't seen the Cardinals, you know, buck any of the trends or anything that people, I mean, they were, you, you could predict who the Cardinals were going to beat and who they were going to lose to each and every game. Uh, I mean, they were the most predictable team on paper in the NFL. And this was the one time this season so far during Steve Wilkes' tenure that uh, that they they went against what people were saying. They, they shocked us. We were wrong about the Cardinals this week. But, you know, one out of 12, that's I, I don't like those odds. And Steve Wilkes, I think, is more so the coach that was that had coached in the previous 11 weeks and been, you know, out outcoached in almost all the games. You know, out out uh, out strategized. Um, the Cardinals weren't ready to play. They didn't make any adjustments. Uh, we still saw a, an offense that struggled mightily, and you know, this the almighty W doesn't change how I feel about Steve Wilkes. I think he should be done after this season. I absolutely believe that Steve Kime should be done. It it's it's not enough for me now going forward. What can those guys do? What can Steve Kime and Steve Wilkes? What what can happen? The the remaining six games on the schedule for the Arizona Cardinals for those guys to keep their jobs. We got to have more of this. We got to have more upsets. It starts with you got to take care of business at home against the Detroit Lions. Detroit Lions had a very Cardinals Chiefs ass game against the Rams over the weekend at Ford Field. They lost by more than two scores, but that game was tight. The Lions were in it going into the fourth quarter, and they had played a very good Rams team tight, um, and they're very capable of beating the Cardinals at home. Absolutely. I mean, the Raiders beat this team at home. So um, Cardinals can build, continue this mo. Can they, can, they, can they do what they couldn't do following a 12-point loss at Kansas City? Can they continue this momentum going into the offseason, going into the 2019 season? And 
When you look at Steve Wilkes and Steve Kime, and I, I believe that Wilkes probably has a, a better opportunity to come back beyond the 2018 season than Steve Kime. But the game, is, as far as the Packers-Cardinals, is a microcosm of why both of them could be back. It's an organization that points to the exception to the rules, that celebrates the minor victories, and kind of dismisses the overall struggles of the 2018 team and, and where it missed. The roster construction of the 2018 Arizona Cardinals was horrible. You had It was very top-heavy. You had your stars. You had Patrick Peterson, Chandler Jones, Larry Fitzgerald, David Johnson, and beyond those guys, you lacked considerable depth at every position. And, and the leadership, the lack of leadership in that locker room, it, it, it continues to be on display week in and week out. And innovation, you're not seeing any of that, whether it's on the offensive or defensive side of the ball. It's, it's just a mess. And as far as Sunday is concerned, in my opinion, it doesn't change anything. And if you're going to sit there and you're going to point to that game, a win against the Packers, where on paper – a win at Lambeau Field is a win at Lambeau Field, and you can kind of puff your chest out and say, hey, we win in historic Lambeau Field, and we won, and that's a signature victory. But when you kind of peel back the onion, this was an ugly win against a very flawed football team. Not a lot of NFL franchises are going to hang their hat on this one. And if you do, you're in for some a, a longer case of struggles than the Arizona Cardinals could potentially be. If, if Michael Bidwill makes the tough decisions that he needs to make this offseason and firing Steve Wilkes after one season at the helm of the Cardinals and firing Steve Keim, a guy who's been with the organization for 20 seasons and has taught Michael Bidwill everything he probably knows about team building in the National Football League, if he makes those tough decisions, I think that he's giving this Arizona Cardinals team a better opportunity to quickly rebuild and get back into playoff contention than he would if he were to give these guys another opportunity. It, it's, it's you know, this these guys' body of work, Steve Wilkes as a head coach, 12 games, his body of work, the, the, the entire story tells, it, it, it paints a different picture than just one signature win over a bad Packers team. And, it, and Steve Kimes... 20 years, and since he took over the reins as general manager in 2013, it paints a broader picture that shows that he's not the guy any longer. As many successes as he did, and they were there, there were few that he's not the guy to take this team. Th- those little exceptions, those little small victories, they shouldn't equal these guys making the decisions and being the leaders to take this team to the next phase of rebuild. You're just prolonging the inevitable that these guys aren't the guys. You can be professional, uh, but this is a business. This is a cutthroat business, and I'm going to be interested to see if Michael Bidwell, if he possesses the ability to be that guy, to make those tough decisions because they're necessary. And when you've got you know high draft picks and ample cap space, and you've got your quarterback that you believe is your franchise QB going forward, you're in a position to where you can you can jumpstart 
a rebuild real quick. This episode of Locked On Cardinals brought to you by Action Heat. Action Heat makes the world's best battery heated clothing. Heat on demand at the touch of a button. Control your environment with Action Heat. Action Heat clothing is engineered to safely and efficiently deliver heat via heating panels similar to a heated car seat. They can reach temperatures up to 135 degrees and are powered by a rechargeable 5-volt lithium-ion battery that lasts up to 12 hours on each charge. Action Heat batteries can also be used to recharge your phone or any gadget while you're wearing them. That's awesome. Perfect for any friend or family on your holiday gift list. Great for anyone who works outdoors, skiers, snowboarders, or anybody that loves the outdoors or hates being cold. I'm one of them. Action Heat clothing provides toasty warmth and comfort for your whole body, including heated jackets, socks, gloves, hats, and even undergarments like heated base layer shirts and long johns. You can stay warm and cozy from head to toe with Action Heat. Action Heat is available in men's and women's and has great new styles and models just released for this winter season. Make winter activities more enjoyable with a blast of warmth. Action Heat is perfect solution to keep you toasty and warm, even in the most frigid weather. We've got a special deal for our listeners. Save up to 20% off your entire order. Just go to actionheat.com slash locked on to check out everything Action Heat has to offer. That's actionheat.com slash locked on or use the pr- coupon code locked on at checkout to save 20%. Stay toasty and warm while you enjoy all your outdoor activities this winter with Action Heat. And we thank them for sponsoring this podcast. Why Christian Kirk's injury is going to stunt the development of Josh Rosen the remainder of the 2018 season. That's next. It's Locked On Cardinals. We're back here, Locked On Cardinals. Bo Brock holding things down. Alex Clancy, he is off today, as I said. just uh, He's in a dark room, in fetal position, questioning everything that he felt he knew to be true in this world, in this life, because the Arizona Cardinals, they shocked everybody going into Lambeau Field in December and beating the Green Bay Packers. But as we've kind of laid out, that uh, this was not a very good Packers team. Aaron Rodgers has not been right all season, whether it's the knee injury, whether it's just he got uh, fed up with Mike McCarthy and his stale play calling. Uh, this Packers team was at the end of their, their rope with Mike McCarthy, and you could you, you just saw an uninspired effort by the Packers. But nonetheless, Cardinals finally get the win when they, you know, when they took advantage of, of a team that was trending in the wrong direction, and they got the W. More power to them. So following the win, it was very costly. The Cardinals lose two of their key offensive players. Mike Upati, your right guard, he's done for the season with a knee injury, and it looks like this is going to be the end of Mike Upati during his Arizona Cardinals tenure. And it it was a very successful one, I would say. Mike Upati signed a big contract coming over from the San Francisco 49ers. He, he helped fill a need for the Arizona Cardinals. Kind of shocked everybody that offseason when he signed the big deal. He joined Jared Valdir, and for a short time, Arizona Cardinals had an offensive line that was able to keep their quarterback at the time, Carson Palmer, upright. Uh, Mr. Glass type. I mean, we saw Carson Palmer down the stretch of his, the, the, the end stretch of his career, and uh, he was a guy that, that was, he, he was Mr. Glass. He couldn't stay healthy. Um, so Yupati, I mean, a tip of the cap to him. I think at this, he's obviously seen better days, um, in the NFL, you know, during the time he was a, a multiple pro bowl offensive lineman for the, for the Niners. He made a pro bowl here for the Cardinals. And, um, you know, it, it's just a tough, rigorous position to play. And, uh, you know, his body certainly felt the effects and the wear of those, 
those all, all those things, all those variables that come into play. And uh, Mikey Potty, his season comes to an end. His Cardinals career likely comes to an end. We'll see which direction the Cardinals go after Mikey Potty, who I think he was on borrowed time. The fact that they brought him back, he uh, he came out hot in training camp after missing the bulk of the 2017 season, and then uh, you just saw kind of Father Time remained undefeated, and Mikey Potty was very pedestrian to sometimes a liability for this Cardinals team over the last two seasons. But uh, the other loss for the Cardinals, Christian Kirk done for the season with a foot injury. Christian Kirk, this is going to stunt the development of Josh Rosen going forward. And, and Josh Rosen has certainly struggled the last couple of weeks. He completed, what, 11 passes yes on Sunday against the Packers. Uh, you know, he, he had, what, nine completions in, in a previous game, 12 completions. It, it, it just hasn't been pretty. He, he hasn't been completing a, a lot of passes. It certainly hasn't been completing them at a high percentage. He's not Drew Brees out there. But this is why Christian Kirk is going to stunt the growth of Josh Rosen. One, if your name's not Larry Fitzgerald or Christian Kirk, uh, you've been terrible this season. Uh, guys making catches outside of guys named Larry and Christian is few and far between. J.J. Nelson, Chad Williams, um, you, you know it, it hasn't been it hasn't been easy. And Christian Kirk kind of uh, he, he gave Josh Rosen what every NFL quarterback that's successful in the NFL these days he had a playmaking wide receiver. And more often than not, if Josh Rosen were just had the ability to get the ball in Christian Kirk's hands. He was able to make a play, and he just doesn't have that safety blanket any longer. He doesn't have that ability to build a rapport with a fellow 2018 draftee that Christian Kirk was going forward that um, you, you can kind of build some momentum going into the 2019 season. That, you're going to get sick of me saying that, but that that's so key. The, the rest of the season, the remainder of the six games, was to build momentum towards next season. And it, it doesn't completely take that away. I mean, when you look at the 12 games that Christian Kirk was able to participate in, 43 catches, 590 yards, three touchdowns. He had a, you know, a handful of rushes, three rushes for 35 yards. We saw a big one in the, in the game against the Packers. And uh, Christian Kirk was just a playmaker. He was a guy that also in the punt game, special teams, he, uh, he set the Cardinals up in, in, in good field position. Were they able to take advantage of that? That's a different question. But Christian Kirk was doing his job as well in the punt game. And uh, as far as his, his returns are concerned, he had 21 returns for 164 yards. Uh, there was a couple where he thought he could have broken them and uh, just couldn't do it, couldn't couldn't get it going. But uh, he had a 75-yard touchdown reception. We remember that game, uh, the first play from scrimmage against the Niners. He had the 59-yard touchdown catch. I mean, basically caught it just, what, four or five yards off the line of scrimmage, and then he did the rest against the Raiders. And um, Christian Kirk, a very successful rookie season for the kid. Obviously kind of local from Saguaro, locally in Scottsdale, played at Texas A&M. Him and Josh Rosen familiar with each other. Rosen tried to get Christian Kirk to come to UCLA. But it's just a big hit for the offense. I'd have to say that Christian Kirk was probably a bigger loss than Mikey Potty. I mean, I think Mikey Potty... Um, he, he 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 was okay in the run game, but as far as trying to keep your quarterback upright, that was where he kind of fell short. And I think he's just as interchangeable with whoever they bring off the streets at this point for the Arizona Cardinals. And um, the offensive line already in shambles; it can't really get any worse. 
Uh, but Christian Kirk, the wide receiver core, absolutely can get worse, and it makes Josh Rosen's job just that much more harder. Can can he develop? Can he see enough um, and grow enough confidence going forward uh, without a playmaker like Christian Kirk? It, it's going to be rough. Um, t- for me, you really need Ricky Seals-Jones to become a safety valve in this offense. He needs to step up and kind of tap into where a lot of people thought he was going to do before this season. Also, when you look at the running backs, Chase Edmonds emerged, had his finest game of his NFL career, over 50 yards rushing, two touchdowns. Maybe he can show some playmaking ability out of the backfield, maybe catch a couple passes in the screen game. David Johnson, absolutely. Just light up the screen game. Just give Josh Rosen going forward some easy hits. It's just like a, it's just like a shooter in the NBA who struggles. He's got to, if he's struggling, he goes to the 10, draws a foul, gets to the free throw line, hits some easy free throws, nobody in his face, it's just money in the bank, gets him in a rhythm. And that's what the Cardinals need to do with Josh Rosen. Byron Leftwich was doing it earlier on. We saw just a huge uptick as far as screens were concerned. After Mike McCoy, a guy who did not utilize the screen game at all. Um, but it's a big loss. It's it's a big loss for the Arizona Cardinals going forward. He's on IR, and the Cardinals have uh, have a big void as far as their wide receiver course concerned. It's Chad. I, I have zero zero confidence or expectation that Chad Williams is going to do anything with the with the extra playing time that he's going to potentially get from this. He just hasn't done anything. And that's another, um, another, just area you can point to where Steve Kime has fallen short. Those big swing and misses. I was I was talking on my show on Fox Sports 910, the Bo Show on Saturday that Steve Kime. It reminds me of the John Goodman, the Babe, the uh, Babe Ruth biopic, where John Goodman, who is not naturally left-handed, and he was taking left-handed swings in the in the batter's box. And John Goodman would sometimes fall down during filming, and they just kind of worked it in the script. But those big monumental hacks and fall downs, those whiffs that Goodman had as the babe in that movie are exactly what Steve Kime has done in the NFL draft. And you just can't have that, especially with such a crucial offseason coming up for the Arizona Cardinals in 2019. Seeing a kid from Fordham... A fourth-round pick in Chase Edmonds, who played his college games in front of 4,000 people, playing in front of the huge crowd at Lambeau and scoring his first two touchdowns. That's a great story. But it was also the 12th game of the season for the Arizona Cardinals. And you're getting, you're finally getting production out of a small school guy. Uh, you're, you're continually needing a, almost a, a redshirt season for these rookies that we saw all up and down the Bruce Arians era. We saw guys like DJ Humphreys, Robert Kimdichie, guys that really couldn't contribute Hassan Reddick in their rookie campaigns where first-round picks need to be guys that you can plug and play and guys that can contribute right away. And we just haven't seen that from Steve Kahn. It's all John Brown, that's a great story. Taking a risk on Tyree Matthew, that's a great story. The Detroit Lions picking Amir Abdullah right before you're about to draft and leaving you with the... Blessing in disguise and David Johnson. That's a great story. But there aren't enough of those. There's also examples of fourth and fifth round picks that don't even make the roster out of training camp. There are guys like Chad Williams who weren't even invited to the NFL Combine, for God's sakes, that were drafted high and were expected 
who, who needed to produce and just haven't done it because there there is a difference. There are the diamonds and the rust roughs. There are the guys like Antonio Brown that come out of Central Michigan in the sixth round and are big time hits. But the, most of the time, and we've been talking about the exceptions to the rules, like Sunday was in a win at Lambeau Field, and Steve Kime having successful draft picks. Those are exceptions. Those aren't his. He he doesn't most often hit on his draft picks. He doesn't have a high batting average there. So it's it'll be interesting to see once again in, in the conversation is going to continue. The Steve Kime deserve another chance the answer is no he doesn't deserve another chance will he get another chance that's uh that's another that's another conversation to be had coming up next we turn the page the most important thing going into week 14 against the detroit lions i'll tell you what it is next locked on cardinals that's right locked on cardinals bo brock holding things down alex clancy just off today he'll be back tomorrow give us a follow on twitter at locked on az cards at Bob Brack on Twitter. Give us a listen. If you're local in Phoenix, it's 910 on your AM dial. If you uh, want, download the iHeartRadio app. You can listen to us there, Fox Sports 910 Phoenix. I'm on from 4 to 7, and uh, Clancy's on from 1 to 4. I saw an interesting stat before we turn the page from the Packers to the Lions. Aaron Rodgers could throw 1,240 consecutive interceptions on 1,240 straight pass attempts and still have a better career TD to INT ratio than Nathan Peterman. Nathan Peterman once threw three interceptions and zero touchdowns in the game, and his passer rating went from 20.8 to 30.7, so it increased. Nathan Peterman finishes his tenure with the Bills having a lower QB rating than if he were to simply spike the ball straight into the ground on every single play of his career. Pretty impressive. Either... That pack that Packers quarterback Aaron Rodgers has been that great, or Nathan Peterman. I think the story there is he's been that bad. Look out, Cardinals fans, because Steve Kime. I, I wouldn't put it out of the realm of possibility that he's looking at Nathan Peterman this offseason if he still has a job. <laughs> I, I say that a little tongue in cheek, but this is a guy that signed Blaine Gabbert, who was what nine and thirty one at the time as a starter, and he also signed Sam Bradford, who had a career high of twenty one touchdown passes, a career high in seven victories in a single season in the NFL. Not a very good evaluator of talent. That conversation continues on Locked On Cardinals. But first, the biggest key to the Arizona Cardinals going against the Detroit Lions in Week 13 in the NFL season, get up early, hold on to that lead, and if you get into the fourth quarter with a lead over the Detroit Lions, they've been awful as far as just their play calling and how first-year head coach Matt Patricia has been in situations trying to have this team come from behind his clock management his play calling it's been atrocious it's been worse than Steve Wilkes get a lead hold on to it you can have you can you can get an easy W over the Detroit Lions but nothing is easy with this Arizona Cardinals team nothing is given you would have thought that they were going to beat the Oakland Raiders a couple weeks ago they did not do that but a very winnable game for the Cardinals going forward. And if there's a first-year head coach that's more of a disaster than Steve Wilkes, it's most certainly Matt Patricia and Detroit. We'll start to really turn the page. We've got our crossover edition locked on Cardinals tomorrow with the Lions. Clancy will be back. We've got so much to get into as we turn the page to week 14 of the NFL season. Can't wait to do it. I've been your host, Bo Brock. Give me a follow on Twitter at Bob Brack. 
and can't wait to talk to you guys tomorrow. Thanks for listening to Locked On Arizona Cardinals.